Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Cool Sports Network. I am your host, Chase Coburn, and today I am joined by a very special guest, an NFL super fan and diehard Giants fan, Brandon Lerman, as me and Brandon are going to be discussing the top 10 teams in the NFL going into the 2023 season. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. We're very glad you were able to come on to the show. So there's going to be a lot of debating. You don't know the backstory. Me and Brandon debate sports a lot. We very rarely have the same opinion. So this is going to be fun. If we don't have the same opinion on number one, though, things could get heated. Brandon, can we agree that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the reigning Super Bowl champions are the best team of football? Yeah, they won the Super Bowl, They and they're by far the best quarterback in football. They they earned that spot. I mean, the things you could question, though, about Kansas City, they lost Orlando Brown Jr., you lost McCall Hardman, you lost Jutra Smith-Schuster. But to me, if you have Patrick Mahomes, and you have Travis Kelsey, and you have Andy Reid, everything else I feel like is going to fall into place. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They showed that last year people doubted them, but it didn't matter. Yeah, they traded Tyreek Hill for what five first round picks, and they still won the Super Bowl. Yeah, smart. Now they get now they can build upon build guys around Mahomes in the future, and they and then they need Hill all along. So it is what it is. At number two, Brandon, is this where we're going? Philadelphia, the reigning NFC champs. I don't like to go that way, but I think I have to based on the fact that it's not a projection; it's more of a based on last season and off-season moves type of list, because if I had to project, I'd say the team that I have next, I'll actually take over them and to win the NFC. But based on what they showed last season, and even though they lost some key pieces defensively and their O-line's getting older, I think they're, they had a very solid draft, and they got some good young talent on, um, on that D-line. They got the Bulldogs 2.0, and then and they and they you know they showed they they're they're a powerhouse. They they ran through everyone except for the Chiefs, and that's why Chiefs are ahead of them. But they deserve it. Yeah, the things that you could question though about Philadelphia, and I'm kind of going to do this about every team. The things you got to question: several new starters on the defensive end, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. You're going to have. Um, you're going to have a corner, a new cornerback. I'm blanking the name right now, but you're going to have some new players in the secondary after letting go of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So you got uh, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny yeah, Campbell, running back. You have many question marks with this Philadelphia team, older offensive line, but I think they got Hurts. They got A.J. Brown. They're still a very talented team. We're going to go Eagles with two. All right, number three. This is where things could get interesting. I think it's between, to me, the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Brandon, what direction are you going in? So I'd have to uh, agree. I was debating between those two. But the reason why I have the Niners here is because I'll, my, based on what I saw from them last year, I saw a team that could put basically anyone. They took the last pick in the draft. A guy that had no pedigree, had you know nobody thought of him as a talent or someone that could be worked with. Yet they took him midseason in midseason form. Quarterbacks, especially rookies, usually take a lot of time to develop, and they took him and went all the way to the NFC Championship. And then obviously you know injuries and whatnot. But it shows to me that when you get a full full offseason of now a more developed Brock Purdy. You get Trey Lance off of his injury, which I don't fully um, 
I'm not a huge fan of him, but I think, you know, you never know that the Kyle Shanahan could do a lot of things. Darnold, I think, showed he was, you know, he's serviceable and he'll do just fine on, on that um, with the 49ers and Shanahan and that great offense with all those weapons. But I'd say, you know, I think at the end of the day, I probably would even take them to come out of the NFC this year just based on the fact that their defense is so great and that I think their quarterback position will be more polished. And I don't see, I think in the NFL, in every sport, you know, MLB, NBA, whatnot, going back-to-back is so, so, so difficult. I just, I think they have the better chance. I think they have the most well-rounded team in football, if I had to say so. And I'm going to touch on that because I absolutely agree. Uh, When it comes to being a well-rounded team, I think it's them in Philadelphia. I mean, think about this team. Nick Bosa. Had an incredible year last year as the Defensive Player of the Year. Fred Warner, one of the best defenders in football. Trent Williams, the best offensive lineman, or I guess offensive tackle uh, to be exact, in the game. Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the game. If Debo Samuel can stay healthy, him and Brandon Ayuk, a really good receiving game. Yeah, Ayuk stepped up late. I think they got Troy Palmalo 2.0 over there. And I think Shanahan could do great things with anyone, but they, they really... I I really I don't see a scenario where they're not at least back in the NFC Championship. And like I said, I could easily and I do predict they'll make the Super Bowl just based on the simple fact of going back to back being that tough and how well rounded and deep they are. I really think they have the best chance. The but, only thing you have to question is Brock Purdy coming off of an injury. How will he do? Was last season well, a fluke? The injury, Can teams figure him out? I mean, uh, he was the last pick in the draft. There, was, there wasn't that. There wasn't that much. I don't think there's that much to really figure out per se because it's not like a Lamar type of situation where you know he's he's only a runner and you got a game plan against that. You know he's a he's a he's a general pocket passer that you know can move a little bit, but he's uh, at the end of the day. First of all, I don't know if he'll be starting. And the injury, I'm not too concerned about. I just think, you know, it knocked him out that game. But I think he'll be fine now. It's just a matter of who's starting. They, my guess actually is Darnold may be starting day one, they're saying, possibly. But, you know, I don't know. It could be Trey Lance as the season goes on. You, that it, it all depends. You know, if they, if they lose too straight, it'll change. So you just got to see as the season goes on. But I don't think it matters, I think. That's how great they are. They'll work with any of them. I think we'll hurry up with this next pick. I'm pretty sure we both have Cincinnati, right, Brandon? Yep, Cincinnati. I I wish I'd have Cincinnati higher. The only reason I don't is because I think there's a lot of there, there's definitely a good amount of question marks losing Jesse Bates and I and I just don't know. I mean, the defense has really stepped up over the, you know the last few years when people doubted it. But, but it was Von Bell, Jesse Bates, yeah, Eli you know, Apple. Yeah, Eli Apple. You know, they they definitely a lot in the secondary. I really I just think it's it's a tough hit and that old line. You know, it's you know Burrow's that great that he could deal with it, but it's still it's 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 tough. It's tough and I and that AFC is so tough. But Burrow's that great that I still have to have him at four. Yeah, I think they really are a great team. I mean, the questions, again, the defense, the mm-hmm. secondary, is their secondary going to be at least comparable yeah. enough yeah. to help this team? And I think they will be. All right, number five is where things are going to get interesting because I think this is a spot where most people will put Buffalo. They're considered one of the more talented teams in football. They were the Super Bowl favorites last year and then underperformed again come postseason time. Brandon, 
from what I know about you, I don't think you're going in that direction. And I think you may be going with another really talented quarterback from the AFC. But I don't know if I'm right or not. So I'm going to go over to you. What are you thinking about the team that you got at number five? So here's the thing. This, if this was a projection list saying, who do I think by the end of the season will be my number five? I most definitely have the Chargers. Because okay. I, I love them. I think they'll be great this year. I really, really, really do. I think they've been so close. They've been they've really been so close over the last couple of years. I just think they, they need to take that next step. And I think the defense sort you know, I think needs to perform a little better than they did last year. And I think they will because they have a lot of talent. And I love Justin Herbert. I think he's great. But I'm going to have to still keep the Bills, even though how poorly, how much they underperform. It's just simply because, based on last season, they still did go around farther than the Chargers, and they still, they you know, at the end of the day, they still they got a great roster, and they got Josh Allen, who I think will be an improved player from last year because the turnover situation, even though that will still exist for him without Dable there, I think he'll uh, clean that up a little, and I think they'll they'll bounce back. I think they'll be a lot better. I mean, there was a ton of drama in Buffalo last year. This is still one of the most talented teams in football. I got to go Buffalo in number five. Josh Allen's a top three, top four quarterback in the game. There's just so many pieces on that offense. And then defensively, you lose Tremaine Edmonds, but you still got Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. You got a really good defense there. I think Buffalo's number five. So we have the exact same order, one through five. This is where things are going to get spicy. So you got the Chargers at six. Yeah, I do. So you just broke them down. I know you don't. You don't. I bet. no. I, I know. You're not I huge on them. Yeah, you know I don't. To me, when it comes, when I think of power rankings, I think of kind of the talent, I, the talent that everyone has on the team, well, and that's talent, why yeah. Los Angeles is on my list, but just not at number six. Because when it comes to talent, how about them Cowboys, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys? I have at number six. Oh God. I mean, we're talking about underperforming teams in the playoffs. Sure, them. What have the Chargers done that they haven't? Cowboys have won a postseason game. Look, I think Dak is going to clean up the turnover issue. If the turnover issue issue stays, there's a big problem down in Dallas. But you got Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White, a really good duo uh, in the secondary. You have Micah Parsons, who I think is going to be the defensive player of the year this year. Tony Pollard's finally going to be able to flourish as the running back one in Dallas. C.D. Lamb's going to have a great season. I mean, overall, the team is just so talented. So from a talent perspective, I'd be putting them in number six. Here's the thing. And I keep saying, this is not a projection list, but yet again, it's still still a, you know, it's a continuation from what we saw last year and then the offseason moves, which are going to make or break the team. And I just can't see... Now that I mean Mike McCarthy, I don't think he's a bad coach, but now he's going to be the play caller. Right. I don't see Dak cleaning up anything because I genuinely believe Dak is a mediocre quarterback and is highly overrated. I, I can think, agree with I that. I think Tony Pollard's great, but I don't know. You know, it, it, it's a lot different when you're not when you have the load. Now it's it's a big difference. I right. think they're you know the receiving room could be a little tight. I like Ceedee Lamb, but you know it could be a little tight and. You I picked just, up Brandon Cooks. You gotta I, remember I'm, that. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the the guy leading the team, and I think that's going to be the big problem for them. And look, and I, I think when you look at it, you're right. The the underperforming playoffs could go for the Chargers as well as the Cowboys. Yet, in 
in defense, I trust Justin Herbert a lot more than I trust Dak Prescott. So I'm going to have to have them there over them by far. And I'm not really that confident in the Dallas Cowboys either. Yeah. I mean, I've been on the record all my shows saying that Dak Prescott is one of, if not the most overrated player in football. Okay. So I can understand what you mean. I can understand where you're coming from. But, but from a talent perspective, I have him at number six. Okay. Number seven, who are you going with, Brandon? I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. And wow, that's I, early. No, I, I think... What it comes down to is last year with Skylar Thompson, they took the Bills to the very – I mean, they took them really to the last drives. They, that was a three-point game. That was because they turned the ball over. It, it was a three-point game. They scored a lot. I mean, they, that, was, that offense is so stacked. And my concerns, you know, Tua is concerning. You know, another concussion, I don't know if he'll be playing anymore. But with a third-string QB, they take the Bills that far. It's so impressive. And then on top of that, they've made great moves this offseason. I think it's going to bolster that defense. And I think that, I mean, you know, they're in a real tough division. They're a really tough conference. But like you said, with talent, when you talk talent, there's not a, bet, there's not a more talented receiving core. That run, I mean, that, the, the speed on that team, the running back room has speed at the door. That they, they, they really, that secondary is going to be elite. It just comes down, in my opinion, if Tua could stay healthy, really. I mean, I'm not going to take him. You know, make, I think their their ceilings the AFC Championship. I'm not going to take him any farther than that. But I think they have a real good chance of going that far. But this AFC is real tough. But from just sheer talent, it's they're that great. They're really the great. problem is obviously there is question marks around Tua staying healthy. Yeah, and yeah. let's be real, they had that one good game offensively without Tua against the Bills. Besides that, they were they were awful. I mean, let's. Let's not kid ourselves I'm not, here. No, but they were. I mean, with two a healthy, they weren't awful. They were great. Exactly. They were great. They were eight and four. But how ah. how much can we trust that Tua is gonna be healthy, staying on the football? I, I understand, but I think also that the you know here's the thing. When you look back at the season, I think that the team really relied heavily on that offense to put up monster numbers. But I think that with the the bolster defense, I think they'll be able to they'll be able to at least. You know they'll have more wiggle room in the fact that if two is out, they still have a shot. Not like last year. So I I think I mean, that's something you got to look thing, at. The thing you got to think about. I mean, they're big pickups. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, he'll be he'll be out to November. I mean, who knows? He'll be the same yeah, player. You know, Eli Apple's inconsistent. Guess what? Guess what? You know, here's the thing. My seven, the Dolphins. I can't even guarantee to make the playoffs. That's how tough the right. AFC is. But I think you know, as long as Ramsey's back by the time. You know, po- by postseason time, and you still, you still, you got probably one of, if not the best secondary, as long as you know age doesn't get the best of them. It, you know, the it's there's no reason they shouldn't be at least top eight. You know, the, or top nine. I mean, it, that's they're that talented. They're I got them. I got them on my list, okay, but I just still I, got them at number seven. Right, and eight? number seven, I have my Baltimore Ravens. Oh, you have seven, yeah, Ravens. I got the Ravens, <laughs> and I, I know Brandon, you're gonna be laughing at that. I mean, I think. Getting Todd Munkin as the team's new play caller, uh, as their offense coordinator, I think that's going to be helping the team out a lot. I think being able to move to a passing system, now having a dual-threat quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you give him new weapons, you give him Zay Flowers, I, you give okay. him Odell Beckham Jr. Can I ask you this? What pushes this team from what they were? They were 10-17 and 17 last, I, last season. I understand Lamar, you know, could he have fought through? Sure, but he won his contract. I understand. But what's going to push this team 
to the point that what's going to push this team to to the point where they could beat teams like the Chiefs, like the Bills, like the Bengals, and what's going to push them that to the fact where they're what, what offseason moves besides really Odell is really going to put them to the next level where they're guaranteed. You know they still got the Browns and Steelers in that division. I don't. I can't even guarantee. You know I think they're great, very well coached. Still have a. Very solid defense. They got Lamar, who's very good. And, you know, I think, will he run as much this year? Probably not. But it's it's just a matter of, I don't even know if they'll they'll be top. You know, I can't even guarantee their, them being top two in their division at all. Like, I, I really can't. I, I, don't, I don't know if they will. And it's tough to have a team that may not even be top two in their division, seventh on a top ten list. I mean, it, I mean it, you put Miami at seven, who knows they're gonna be top two in their division. You're right. But I don't I don't have the Jets on this list. And the reason for that is because I think the O line is so questionable. And I think that I I really just I believe that um at the end of the day Ro- I mean Rogers is great. I think he I really I think Garrett Wilson he's gonna make into a top fifteen receiver or but I, I don't know if I could trust that O-line to really hold up with the, that, that offense. The, the thing but. with Baltimore, to answer your question about how can they elevate themselves past Kansas City, past Buffalo, past Cincinnati, is because they have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but Lamar and Jackson I, is 1-4 and four in the postseason, and he is— 1-3. So I keep—yeah, 1-3. <laughs> I mean, at the, but the guy, at the end of the day, he's consistently shown— even when he's favored. What has Josh Allen done in the playoffs? What has I Justin mean, Herbert done in the playoffs? Josh Allen has at least went head-to-head, really head-to-head, with um, with Patrick Mahomes, which and in the greatest, probably the, one of the greatest games of all time, and in the AFC Championship. Or, it's one or game. In the, um, he didn't play that prior, long against Indianapolis. game prior to the AFC Championship. And that was, he played lights out. He didn't and, play that well against, in 2020, he didn't play that well Lamar against Lamar has never shown to elevate his team in the playoffs, and he's not, I can't, here's the thing. I can't, you know, as the season goes on, I don't know if I could trust his health, if unless he really runs the ball a lot less than he has in past years. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to pass yeah, the ball. Yeah, I understand. But if, you know, if Odell stays healthy, if, and yet again, that's another question mark. If Odell doesn't stay healthy, your receiving room is one of the worst in the NFL. It, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's a concerning situation that the, what, the only way they, this team could score potentially is Lamar running the ball. That, that may be the only way when it comes down to it, and that's not going to last. In my I opinion. think breakout years are expected from J.K. Dobbins. He'll no, ro- no. He's not, I like J.K. Dobbins, but at this point, I don't see any quote-unquote breaking out. I, could see, I, mean, I think this, I, is, could this say is a healthy, make or break year for J.K. Yeah, and I, I, he's not going to be – he's nowhere he, – he'll never be a top-ten running back. I thought, I thought after his rookie year he would be eventually. I don't think he will. And that's just that's, – that's the truth of the matter, but it is what it is. Uh, we can debate this for hours. Let's move on. Number eight, Brandon. Who do you got? You're gonna hate this pick, and it it, it is a decent amount of projecting. But I have my Giants, and <laughs> I'm not trying to even. <laughs> I, I'm not trying over to, the Ravens. What do the Giants have that the Ravens listen, don't? I'm not even trying to be biased, but what I think the Giants have over. First of all, they have a lot weaker of a conference, which is going to give them a better chance of making the postseason. And actually giving them a shot at uh, advancing that more than the Ravens. Team? Not who's in the better conference. Not who has an easier well, schedule. Well, 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 you gotta look. You do have to look at you know. At the end of the day, the Giants make power second, rankings. It's, who's and, better? Nothing okay. to do with schedule. Last year, last year the Giants made the second round. Ravens got bounced in the first, 
And the Giants, I think, made so many great offseason improvements to that to the to their skills positions, and I think their O line is going to be heavily improved. And I really think Daniel Jones is going to continue to. Take Daniel Jones is a conservative quarterback. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, you cannot. Let have- me tell you. There's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, when he wasn't a conservative quarterback before Dable, he was throwing turnovers like crazy and was about to lose his job. Now with Dable, he's he's uh, he's been a lot. He's so much better, more comfortable in the pocket. He he can, he, he still can, he scrambles great. He's a great runner of the football. He makes better decisions with the football, and he gets. And, he, and he's a short passer that gets the ball into guys' hands. Last year, he was throwing to Hodges and Bellinger, who I, I really like. And, 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 but at the end of the day, those aren't – I mean, their receiving room was probably bottom five, maybe bottom three in the whole NFL. Now you got Waller and you got Hyatt, who I think is going to be a good deep threat. And they got – and Shepard back. And they got a well-rounded room that I really think – and Jones just looks better and better. Look at him with the, the preseason. I don't like to look at much, but he looked great. And I think he'll be great. I think this year he'll solidify himself as a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He already is probably. I, I, you're joking. You probably, why is he not? You even admitted he pro, he's in that 10 to 12 range. He's in 10 no, to he's 12. Not. So he's in, you had, you have Kirk Cousins and Goff in, what, what, what's, yeah, I think. You know why? They can make He's a, better than, he's better than Kirk Cousins. I'll okay. tell you, I think. Okay, you know what, you know what? You know what Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff can do that Daniel Jones can't? I don't think anything. I think Jones is better because he can run. Lead, lead he, his team to victory. To what? Me, what? To me, to me, you just, I don't, to me, I do not think that Daniel you, Jones, you just lost. When, you need to come up, when you need to come up with the big plays, I do not think we can trust Daniel Danny Dimes. I don't care what you, you call you, him, Jones. You just lost all credibility to your podcasters by saying that Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins could lead their teams they to win. They can football players. That Daniel Jones can Daniel Jones beat Kirk Cousins in the playoffs last year. Daniel Jones. Because the Vikings defense is bad. Daniel Jones. What makes Daniel Jones. So you, you think Daniel Jones is worse than Kirk Cousins Goff because they can win games, yet Daniel Jones went farther than them in the playoffs than they did. They, they, Goff didn't make the playoffs. Kirk Cousins lost to him. And Daniel Jones is a far better runner of the football. And I really, and I believe he's, he, he's a, he really became a very, very good passer of the football that, that Sharpman makes good decisions. The only thing is that I, I think he, you know, the deep ball, like you said, conservative wise, he, you know, if he could fling that deep ball a little more, maybe that would expand the field for some guys. But yet again, he didn't have a lot of options to throw your deep defense, this year. Your defense makes one bad football play, and we're looking at a minute left, two timeouts. Daniel Jones is not coming up and making these That's football plays. Daniel Jones. Daniel, and and, and that I, is why, to me, if I the have Giants can't left. be in the same tier as other teams. All right. you. I, I beg to differ, but you, who's your eight? My it's the Jets. <clears throat> okay. I, I mean, I think the talent's there. Obviously, there's a ton of question marks. Aaron Rodgers last year, once his weapons were finally able to be figured out, like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, I mean, that was a great offense. Once it was able to be really figured out, I mean, it had a ton yeah, of question marks. Yeah, but yet again, you, you want to talk about... you got Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson... You're, you have a ton more. Alan Lazard, in, it, Alan Lazard is nothing special. Garrett Wilson's great, but at the end of the day, I. You got Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall in the back. Dalvin Cook. Probably is, the best running back duo oh, in football. Oh, stop it. Stop it. That's ridiculous. Name a, name a better duo in the backfield than, than Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. If I just had. Uh, it's tough off the top of my head, but. Um, 
I, I probably can't give you one off the top of my head, but I I probably I, I just have to disagree. On with defense, this. you have uh you have I need to think for a second. Uh, on defense, though, you have the uh you have Sauce Garner, best cornerback in football. Quinn and Williams, an incredible defensive tackle. All I'm saying is when it comes to power rankings, kinda like the Cowboys, I don't really trust the Jets, but the talent is there. And that's why to me I have to put him in number eight. I'm gonna talk about my number nine real quick, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. And the lack of playoff uh the lack of playoff success concerns me. And the Keenan Allen injuries concern me. The Mike Williams Keenan Allen age concern me. They did get Quinn and Johnson a pick uh Johnson a, a pickup that I really do like, but I just don't know if I pick this team over some other AFC teams. I think they'll get to the postseason, I but I don't know if they'll go far. To me, no. I think the talent's there, but unlike teams like the Jets and Cowboys, where like they made some really big moves. The Chargers did make a really big move where they really improved to that talent. The talent's now been there for so long, and nothing's happened. And that's why I have to put lack of trust well, in the Chargers I, I'd say this. and why they're not. I'd say this with the Chargers, that the thing that's holding them back probably at the end of the day is Brandon Staley, based on the simple fact that with all that talent, they're still not going where they need to. But at the end of the day, the AFC is so brutally tough you know, you may have your top dogs with the Bengals and Chiefs. Yet again, the Dolphins and the Jets and the Ravens and the I mean Steelers, Browns. You can look every single way, and you're like, even the you know, you could say, could the Broncos come back? I don't think so. But you got all these great teams. You just don't know. And what it comes down to is, I'll take Herbert, who could go. I think could go head to head. You know, really could actually go head to head with some of those guys, and with that great. Uh, great supporting cast around them and, you know, hopefully an improved defense over, you know, some of the teams like the Ravens and Dolphins. Well, here's but, the thing. You mentioned the Ravens, and the, kind of what you mentioned about Herbert also going back to the Ravens is why I have the Ravens at seven with a really talented team over there. I think Lamar Jackson could go toe-to-toe with no, Patrick Mahomes, can't pass the, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. No matter what you say, he's not – he can't throw the ball like they can. That's a fact. And at the end of the day, what makes the Ravens what makes the Ravens better than the Chargers? Besides coaching. Coaching could be the only thing that makes them better. Because let me tell you. Defense. You know, defense I think defense are more polished and they've over the years consistently been better. And I think they probably so will so stay they away. Be trusted more but but they're trusted more, but uh, you know the Chargers defense has a tremendous amount of talent. They just underperform, but we'll have to see. I think I I just I trust Justin Herbert more, but that's hey, my Justin opinion. Herbert blew a twenty seven okay. point lead in the postseason. Yes, but that defense like the defense didn't help. Okay, You're my nine, I take I I I'll I'll take the I'll take the Ravens, and the reason for that is I still do believe they're a well polished, well coached team that has experience, but I have I, in no way, shape, or form do I see them advancing far in the postseason for the simple fact that the conference is so tough. And I just don't trust Lamar when it comes down to it. That just, I, I don't know, could he stay healthy the whole season? That's, that could be said with everyone. But if he's going to run the football like, he, like he's been, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't have him ahead of the teams I've named above. I, I really can't. I think you could put him ahead of Miami. And the team I have 10, I, could, I think, will, has a good chance at going farther in the postseason, actually. Who you got 10? I got the Jaguars. And I don't have the Jets and Cowboys. Okay, I, I and actually really respect that pick because the, the Jaguars were a team that I was considering. I love, I love my two sleeper teams. Well, I mean, 
Jaguars and Chargers, I think, are really good. Because I love those two quarterbacks. I think Trevor Lawrence is so great. I think he'll I think he, he is great too. He'll keep on improving yep. to top event. He's gonna keep on improving, improving, improving to the point where he's at the same level as I mean as Joe Burrow, as as Josh Allen. And he's he's really almost there. He's so close. But what has I mean and what the honestly I have him at ten also because their division is so much weaker than the rest of the AFC that I think they have a good chance at just making the playoffs simply because of that division, and they won't have to fight for that wild card spot, that it will give them a better chance at advancing farther. But that's that's really what it comes down to. I really like Jacksonville, and I'm torn up on my number 10 spot between Miami, Jacksonville, and Detroit. Because I think they're all pretty talented, young football teams that I feel are just... Really, I know energetic's like a wrong word, but they're just like a fast, they, they're a, a team with a ton of youth that I really think has the potential to advance really far in the playoffs. And before you mentioned Jacksonville, I had Miami. But then I reconsidered Jacksonville and thought about that football team, and that was a football team that was one of the hottest in football, and yeah. that's why I am going to go with Jacksonville at 10. Because right, you can trust agree. Trevor Lawrence. You have Travis Etienne in the backfield. Calvin the Ridley, more, Calvin Zay, Ridley Jones. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan right. Ingram I think is going to be yeah, one of the Ingram's best tight ends in football and, if he's not already. And I, I think Doug Pearson's a great coach. Even I think so, too. I, I don't like what he did to the Giants years ago. I think he's a great coach. And I think that division's so weak they'll, that that they're going to win it. And I think once, you, once you're in the playoffs in this AFC, you know, if, if you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you don't know. You don't know. So Brandon, i, I got to keep it there. Real quick before we do wrap up the show, this has been an incredible episode. Um, who you got winning the Super Bowl? I mean, the biggest question of the year. Who's your team? The Niners. The Niners, really. Over who? Who you got getting out of this really competitive AFC? It's so tough. It is so tough. It, it, it's, it's an impossible decision, really, because I just have to see how the playoff bracket comes. That, I mean, and ha- like, it's so tough. I mean, I, I hate to, you know, I, I really, I think it's very rare teams go back-to-back. I, I guess I got to lean the Chiefs there. That, that Mahomes is that great, but I, I, I can't even give the pick there. I'm not giving my pick because you guys will find that out September 7th on yeah, Sports for Kids and here on the Cool Sports Network and on Chase of Sports News. We're doing many different things over there. Brandon Lerman, thank you so much for coming on the show today talking some football with me. All right. It was a great time. I think these lists will pan out pretty decent, especially mine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to this episode a year from now. We'll see how it was. Brandon, thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for listening.